Hey everybody, it is episode 127 of the Shrewd Dudes Podcast. Hello! Indeed, indeed, to indeed. Like Mrs. Doubtfire, just like, you know, she has like pie in her face, like, hello, darling, would you like some cream pie? It's like, no, thank you. How's it going, Stephen? Well, I have had... I have had Sounds a head like cold. Some, uh, cream, cream pie, you know, like. Well, I have some water, and I've I've probably had like four teas today, so. Ooh, four teas. And plenty of you know, stuff to deal with some congestion. That's so I've fun. been. We had about of. We had a cold. My entire family had a cold over the weekend. I'm we stayed clean. home. I'm clean. I know. So so Chuck unclean. Rocks at them. Stones, which apparently them my. Work thinks that I am unclean as well, and I'm like, I have this cold every year, and they're like, you still need to isolate for 10 days. I'm like, <laughs> shut the front door, that's so stupid, but whatever. That's like nowadays, like, you know, like, the worst the worst thing that can happen, you're in a crowded, like, uh, like you know, store or, like, a grocery store, and you sneeze, <sighs> just totally out of nowhere, it's like, you get the looks, you get the looks so bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> like, like <gasps> the other day when I was in Walmart, I was like... Yeah. Looking around, and then I'm like, I'm in an empty aisle. I'm going to, like, cough into my shoulder now. But I do like, notice you, know, I do notice you get a lot less looks mm. when you're not wearing a mask if you have oh, a yeah, tea you with you. If you have a tea? Like, something to drink. Uh-huh. And you're just like, <laughs> whenever you walk by somebody, they're just like, oh. They're just and drinking. Okay, yeah, I'm just drinking, and it's like... And even, like, it's technically in line with all, like, the bylaws and all the regulations, because it's, like, you don't have to wear when you're eating or drinking, and so it's just, like, I'm gonna milk this thing for as long as doesn't, I bloody can. Doesn't mean you have to be sitting, you can be standing. I can be standing, like I can be walking around and doing some shopping, because nuh-uh, <laughs> nuh-uh. <laughs> Join our second channel for, uh, you know, like tips and tricks on how to avoid on how to avoid lockdowns. tyranny. Yeah, <laughs> tyranny, that's right. That's right. But when you want the first tip and trick, the first tip and trick to try and avoid tyranny is to avoid this guy, Anthony Fauci. So jumping right in, the Anthony Fauci, Fauci. Anthony Fauci grilled Fauci, and pressed Dr. to Fauci. resign on talk show. This is even like. Way more than he actually was. He was not pressed to resign. He was just like grilled because it's like you flip flopped on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. So, quote actually, I'm going to go over exactly what was said. So, story at a glance Fauci refuses to quit despite criticism. That's true. Quote, because there are a lot of people who have ideas about conspiracies and changing minds and flip flopping, that's not a reason to step down, not at all. Fauci had defended CDC director Rochelle Walensky, who suggested booster shots. Mm -hmm. Anthony Fauci, the director of the NIAID, and President Biden's chief medical advisor got confronted on a TV show about resigning. Some Americans are not pleased with Fauci's active role in bringing awareness about the COVID-19 crisis. Awareness. With some, yeah. like Rand Paul, believing Fauci lied to Congress. Well, he did. And yeah. that should face a five-year prison sentence. He should. Because mm -hmm. it is absolutely unequivocal that he lied to Congress. However, a bit, a bit of an editorial bent in this article. Oh yeah, well it is the Hill, but the they Hill. did have <laughs> they did have the quotations from the story, so <clears throat> that's the important bit. In a rare occurrence, Fauci pushed back at the notion of quitting in an interview with conservative hosts. 
Hugh Hewitt's radio program. Earlier in the interview, Fauci had defended the CDC and prevent CDC director Michelle Walensky, who suggested booster shots. But then Hewitt read a list of controversies surrounding the pandemic. Quote, I've lost confidence in the CDC and the FDA, and I actually believe a lot of Americans, a significant part of America, have lost confidence in you, Dr. Fauci, Hewitt said. Guilty. Is there a point where you will say, I will do more harm than good because people don't listen to me anymore and step aside, Hewitt asked. No, absolutely, unequivocally, no, Fauci added. And so he <laughs> added, like, because there like are a lot like of... Use the trademark little, like, no, absolutely, unequivocally, no. <laughs> he has this, like, little, like, brat that's, like, caught and just, like, mm-hmm. refuses to admit that he's wrong. Oh, absolutely. Attitude. Yeah, but and we, we saw that for sure. We saw that for sure when it came to Rand Paul. Because Rand Paul was just like, no, what about this? What about this? What about that? And just like drowning him in facts and logic. And then Fauci was like, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're talking about. I'm Anthony Fauci. Mm-hmm. I am a god. You are a man. <laughs> kneel before me, you pissant. Bow down and worship. Exactly. Doctors. <laughs> now that I have like the gravelly voice, I can do Fauci's voice better. Oh, yeah. Very well done. Fauci's Small basically victories. like. He's basically like that guy on the Simpsons movie. Um, I forget his name, but like the guy that basically was in charge for the, the government that took over mm-hmm. and uh, basically re- like went mad, like mad with powers. Like, sure, you've got mad with powers. Like, of course, of course I have. You ever talk about mad, mad without, without power? Like, you know, it's, it's boring. Nobody listens to you. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it basically it's somebody who's has been given such an incredible amount of power. He's paid way too much, and. The problem is that now he's actually saying things that are legitimately scary. Like he's like he's 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 no longer trying to be like this, like you know, like uh, like he's not he's not even trying to sound reasonable anymore. No, he's basically saying like ridiculously, like you know. Well, now he, now he's sounding like the Australians. Yeah, pretty much. Like what was it? Like probably three weeks to a month ago. And he's like, I know you want to care about your freedoms, but. This is not the time to care about your freedoms and liberties. Mm-hmm. This is the time to do what you're told. And it's like, my goodness, you are a dictator, you tiny little man. Emphasis on dick. Because <laughs> he is a short one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think he's compensating for something. <laughs> so, so much. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, there are organizations which are letting him compensate, like Disney+. Plus. Disney is making a TV show for him because, oh my gosh, they're morons. And we'll watch that because everyone has to suffer through this at least once. When I think about my dad growing up, I certainly think about that seriousness. But very few people get to see him. He's funny, weird, and really playful. God help us. In 1981, HIV-AIDS was evolving rapidly and frighteningly. There was anger at the government's response. When you got sick, you were gone fast. Expecting you. Yeah. Why? Post-traumatic stress syndrome. He became this target. My dad said, we're going to get through this whole thing. And he's held back. You don't do it because you want to make money. You don't do it for the glory. You do it because you care. When you're involved in a race to stop a horrible disease, 
You always feel you're not doing things quickly enough. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, it's it's so like, so bad. Propaganda is like literally oozing. Mm-hmm. And like the worst, like, you know, the worst part of it all is when they try and claim, and I'm not going to go over what they say about the trailer because the, oh. seeing the trailer is enough, and I'm not going to bore mm-hmm. you with anything else. But oh, please, thank you. <clears throat> I know it's truly horrendous, but the entire thing is like, oh, look at how wonderful Doctor Fauci is! Like, Ugh. he's just a man; he can be funny. It's like, well, Hitler could be funny too. Yeah, actually, yeah, he could. I actually remember like. Reading transcripts of uh, conversations in the um, Nazi leadership, and uh, he actually like there's a reason why he was so popular because he's he's got charisma. Well, yeah. You, have you ever seen like, an uncharismatic dictator? Uh, or at many. least, okay. <laughs> have you ever seen an uncharismatic dictator that rose to power? Mm-hmm. Like there are there are uncharismatic dictators currently. Like Kim Jong Un was not a charismatic dictator. He's like, I'm here. No, but he yep. inherited, like, you know, those, those Yeah, he, had, like, from his father and, and all these things. But yeah. for a dictator to rise to power, mm-hmm. especially as prominently as some of these dictators in the, in the history of the world have, and as Anthony Fauci has, mm-hmm. like, Anthony Fauci went from a nobody, nobody even talked about him since 1981 in the HIV crisis, and now he is the highest paid individual in the American government. And he has the most power out of any individual in the entire United States. He can tell, he can basically tell Biden, yeah, you should mandate OSHA to make sure that everyone, every business with over a hundred employees has a vaccine mandate. And Biden did it. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. the kind of power that this individual wields. And going back to the previous article where he said, it's like, well, like, is there anything that would happen? Like, if the American people didn't trust you anymore, if you had violated their trust, would you resign? He's like, no, unequivocally not. And it's like, you you are mad about power. (laughs) And it's like, dictators must be overthrown. (laughs) And the problem with these, the final, yeah, the final, I know that you keep wanting to interject and I'm going to let you just a second here because I am a mad dictator, just like Fauci. (laughs) <laughs> but I'll hail Stefan. Exactly. All hail Salty Steve. Salty Steve is in the house. That's right. All hail Salty Steve. But just salt. <laughs> oh, I'll be salt bay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But Dr. Fauci, like, what would it take to overthrow him? Like, even when Trump, like, Trump's final act in power should have been, yeah, I'm going to fire Fauci. Could he have actually done that? Like, maybe for like a couple days, and then he would have been reinstated by Congress. He would have been, mm-hmm. like, he has so many supporters amongst these blind and idiotic Democrats and some Republicans that they think that he's doing the best thing for the you know, the American country. Just like people in Canada think Teresa Tam or Dina Hinshaw or Bonnie Henry or any of these other people are doing what's best. They are not. That's all. <laughs> that was good. Um, 
one of the things I heard of, like that always drove me nuts about Fauci is they actually have like like action figures, toys, plushies with Anthony Fauci on them. There is an idol worship, like a weird, weird, bizarre idol worship that goes on with these people. They're they're seen as somehow like higher or somehow more noble Demigods. than anybody there like yeah it's incredible the idol worship that these people get and the amount of people like people don't know how insanely immoral these people are because they don't hear the stories like for example i'm not sure if you know this dr bonnie henry who's the health uh, uh you know, the chief medical officer in, in, in bc she was actually uh, a witness in the Ontario Nurses Union versus uh, certain hospitals over a mask or vax, um, um, uh, like, you know, like dispute. The hospitals wanted the, the, the nurses, like, if you don't get vaccinated, you have to wear a mask the entire time you're here. And they took them to court and they won. The nurses did. But Bonnie Henry basically had to concede that, yeah, masks are not effective at stopping viruses. And, you know, like they're, you know, she had to concede even though, because she was under oath. And this is the same doctor that is now telling every single child in BC, in all K to twelve schools, that everyone must wear a mask, no exceptions, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So this is the same doctor who acknowledged the science, and now she's like telling everyone unscientifically, you have to wear a mask. Masks are basically the like the nectar of the gods. They they're they're you know beautiful talismans. They will protect us all. And they're lying through their teeth. And Bonnie Henry is protected. It's she's so insanely protected by every every like an authority in BC. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Uh you know Henshaw here too. She she basically got uh she got summoned to go to court by the Justice Center. The ju- and then the 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 government said like, oh, she's gonna be too busy. She's way too busy handling this pandemic. And so the the court's like, okay, well we're we're gonna let her off the hook. And on the exact same days that she was supposed to be too busy to be in court, she's on vacation. She took a nice little break. That's how arrogant and totally pompous. That's these, what these like, people uh, think of us. That's what they think of us. And these people are untouchable. And it's wrong. And like this video, little trailer about Fauci. I mean, they treat him like, you know, like, oh, like he's a, he's a funny dad. I'm like, I'm sure lots of people are funny people. I'm sure, like, you know, like, if you, like, like, again, going back to the Hitler example, Hitler was very, very affectionate to his nieces and to the children that they brought to him. They called him Uncle, Uncle Adolf. You know, he was a very affectionate guy. That doesn't make you a good person. I mean, like, you know, there's a, there's a long thing about, like, you know, like, oh, like the, the mafia bosses who would, like, like, kill some guy in cold blood in the street, but they're really nice to their, to their, uh, their grandmama or something like that. Like, it doesn't make you a good person. You come on the day of my daughter's wedding. (laughs) Ice. (laughs) Ice. Ice. But, um... I told you, Daddy, no icing on my wedding! Oh, but I have to, sweetheart. I have to. (laughs) So, um, the thing was with Fauci, is he, uh... He... Like, he talks about, like, you know, I have such a huge responsibility to save lives, and yet, if you know enough about the directions and the things that he said, he is responsible for more deaths yep. than we could ever count. The NI, the, the, 
the direction by like the organizations that he's in charge of, the NIH and the NIAID, um, they basically tell people there's no treatment, zero treatment. You stay home, you get violently ill, and you don't get treated until you get to the hospital. You're basically begging people to die. Mm-hmm. And he's responsible for that. Yep. He like if, if he was actually held accountable, like in a Nuremberg style trial, he would probably be put to death because he would be responsible for the intentional death. Because he knows about ivermectin, but he knows but he's like shutting it down. Yep. He is actually responsible for people's death. So they're trying to make him into this beautiful hero when he is literally a Dr. Kravorkin. Yep. He's like one of those Nazi doctors that's like for whatever, like, you know, reason, whatever, like, you know, insert motive here, he's responsible for people's deaths. So it's, Indeed. it's brutal. It is. Stephen. It is for sure. Very salty. Very salty. Very salty. Very salty. Indeed. Talking about things that are salty, let's talk about Project Veritas. This is like the third week in a row we're talking about this, but Project Veritas is just doing so good. Veritas. Veritas. Oh, that's not even, we're not even talking about Project Veritas yet. I jumped the gun. We're talking. That's that's next. That's next. So right now we're actually talking about the disgraced NIH director Francis Collins to resign today amid Wuhan gain of function funding scandal. Mm-hmm. So this is also about Fauci. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> Francis Collins, NIH director for three presidents, will resign tomorrow after nearly three decades at the agency. His announcement comes at no surprise as the NIH has been under fire recently for the Wuhan gain-of-function research and the gain-of-function scandal. Several months ago, Dr. Fauci testified before Congress that there was no gain-of-function research being done. Rand Paul began his questioning by reminding Fauci that lying to Congress is a felony. Paul quizzed the White House's top medical advisor about his testimony, in which he denied the NIH-funded gain-of-function research. And we already went all over this a while ago. But the simple fact is that this guy is basically just being railroaded. He's the the fall guy. Oh, he's the fall guy so that Fauci can escape scot-free. What's the the playbook for uh, socialist Marxist uh, dictators? Is always find someone to take the fall. Always find someone to take the fall. Like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, our our illustrious prime minister here. How many people have taken the fall for him, Stephen? Four, at least oh, four, at least four or five now. Yeah, like uh, sti- uh well, okay, there was Raybould. Uh, yep. Well, Raybould didn't really take the fall for him. She no, was the she one was who stood up like, to him. Yeah, she was so she was like um, Gerald Butts Gerald, took Gerald Butts, for Gerald Butts sure. took the fall for him. Uh, his yeah. finance minister Morneau took the fall for him. Um, oh, who else took the fall for him? There were, there were Basically, like, the entire We Charity, yep. was, like, all the blame went on them, and it's like, it should be on you, too. And he basically got away scot-free from it. Like, Oh, oh you know, um, I'll, I'll give you one more. Yeah. The churches. Because oh, yeah. Trudeau wanted to basically say, like, oh, the uh, residential schools thing. Oh, yeah, it's that? entirely That's the fault of the church. 100% the churches. That's, like, the government is not at all responsible It's like 80% it percent is churches. dad's fault. Yeah. And what happened? All these churches got burned down. Yep. So, this is what dictators do. When really it should have been the statue of Pierre Elliott that got the George Floyd milkshake treatment over the weekend. 
Oh, yeah. Did you see that video? He just drank cement. <laughs> no, did no, you see that? One? So there was a guy who was just like skateboarding by the George Floyd statue in New York City, and he just has this milkshake, and he's just skateboarding by, and he just goes, and just goes right all over the statue, and just keeps <laughs> on going. This is like. So it wasn't paint, it was milkshake. Yeah, it was milkshake. You could see it in a cup. Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. And it was all white. Yeah, Yeah, no, it. No, it was a milkshake. (laughs) At least best that I could tell via the video. The video was not in high def at all. So, (laughs) you know who it was, though, right? No, I don't. Uh, Quarter blind, quarter black Garrett from uh, Latimer Crowder. They totally, they totally called him out on it. It It's pretty, pretty awesome. I saw that. (laughs) I saw the video, and then I'm like. I know you guys are fibbing. Ha ha. <laughs> you can't openly admit to a felony. No, no, of course not. You know, and nobody's admitting anything. Yep. But, uh, but you know, Pfizer, Pfizer well scientists well are openly admitting something, even though their company doesn't want them to. So this is the actual thing by Project Veritas. I jumped the gun on it. So Pfizer scientists, your antibodies are probably better than the vaccination. Mm-hmm. Quote, Pfizer scientists, when someone is naturally immune, like they got COVID, they probably have more antibodies against the virus. When you actually get the virus, you're going to start producing antibodies against multiple pieces of the virus. So your antibodies are probably better at that point than the vaccination. Caesar, senior associate scientists, you're protected for longer if you have natural COVID antibodies. Mm-hmm. I work for an evil organization. Quote, our organization is run on COVID money. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Pfizer scientist Rahul Kandike. Kanke, if you have the COVID antibodies built up, you should be able to prove that you have those built up. No kidding. So, just yesterday, Veritas released the fourth video in its COVID vaccine investigative series, which exposed three Pfizer officials saying that antibodies lead to equal, if not better, protection against the virus compared to the vaccine. <laughs> so, I already caught, co- I already quoted this. The city of New York needs, like, vax cards and everything. It's all about making it inconvenient for unvaccinated people to the point where they're just like, F it, I'll get it, you know? The second Pfizer official corroborated Carl's assertion about COVID immunity. (coughs) Derivative of antibodies. So I'm well protected with antibodies. Pfizer's senior associate, yes. As much as the vaccine? Probably more. How so? Like, how much more? Well, you're probably protected most likely like for longer since there was a natural power. response. So, Kroos d- expressed dismay with his company's direction and moral compass. So what happened to the monoclonal antibody treatments? It got pushed to the side. Why? Money, it's disgusting. Yeah. Well, and like, <clears throat> we don't actually have the story about it, but we can talk about it now. Mm. This whole new Pfizer treatment. And the Merck treatment. Oh, the drug. Yeah, the two drugs. Like, I called... I, I'm not tooting my own horn here, but ding, 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 another one where I called it. Yep. Because people were like, oh, why is Merck saying that people shouldn't be taking ivermectin? And I'm like, because they're so developing they're their own treatments own and they're going to sell it for a lot. And they're like, no, they wouldn't do that. Ding, 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 $700 a treatment. Money. Money. That's why they're not letting you take ivermectin. That's why they're not letting you take hydroxychloroquine. Because they want to profit off of you. 
They don't mm-hmm. care that these things works. They don't care that it's been shown to work in India, in the province of Uttar Pradesh, where in 30 days they dropped 98% of cases and deaths because of ivermectin usage. They don't yep. want you to know that Indonesia did the same thing within f- 60 days. They don't want you to know the same thing happened in Peru in 45 days, where I think it was like 80% of hospitalizations and deaths reduced in 45 days with the use of ivermectin. And the state of Chiapas in Mexico. That also, Oh, it's uh, on and on and on. And more examples right. and more examples and meta-analysis on meta-analysis mm-hmm. oh, wait, and wait, denying wait, the hear, effectiveness of ivermectin. Did you hear the, oh. did you hear the story about that doctor? That The one I, I think I shared it like this past week. A doctor in um, just west of Red Deer. Um, like long story short, his doctor basically uh, shared his testimony that he had three patients in his hospital with with COVID. They were on ventilators. Mm-hmm. They were all deteriorating, create like you know like crazy. And he decided that he's like, I forget what it, what his reasoning was, but he basically said like, there's nothing that we're doing is working. We're not even giving them anything that's helping them. Everything that we're giving them is making them worse. And so he decided to actually give them um, ivermectin mm-hmm. uh, to give them vitamin D and zinc and a couple other supplements. And a bunch of other um, uh, acetromycin and like all those like recommended treatments. Yeah. Now he had a hard time finding ivermectin. He had to go through a whole bunch of pharmacies before he could get it. And but he it's started so giving hard. them hydroxychloroquine because they did have that in the hospital. And <clears throat> and he got absolutely lambasted. Like he, he basically got a call from the regional director, then the Alberta director, then some other person, and they all basically started like barking threats at him. Yep. Basically barking them, like saying, like, you are in serious trouble. Like, you know, if you're thinking of like using this to medication, they're like, you know, and they're of course sharing ridiculous nonsense. And like, there's no evidence that this thing works. I'm like, but it can't hurt because it can't hurt you. Ivermectin is ridiculously safe and all that. It's like, no, no. And then so in the end, they basically send somebody to relieve him. So that he couldn't, uh, you know, treat his patients anymore. But but by then, the ivermectin had done his work, and these people, all three of them, actually, I think two of them, like basically got better to the point where they they basically were able to go home, and one of them didn't they didn't get they didn't get worse or sorry they didn't get better, but they didn't get worse. They basically kind of like uh, ended up being more flatlined. And basically, this doctor said that, oh yeah, they they basically want people to die. Mm-hmm. That seems to be oh, what yeah. they're doing. They basically they're they're refusing to treat people. They're refusing to accept anything, any kind of treatment mm-hmm. other than the the most basic treatment imaginable. Yeah, and they just basically they're they're bringing people in uh, and making them comfortable until they die. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh dang, that's basically Alberta. That's what we're doing right well, now. It's basically we're, Alberta. We're it's all of Canada, die. and it's so many yeah. states. Yeah, they basically want people to die. Mm-hmm. And your your own government is letting this happen because only one reason: vaccine or bust. Yeah. Well, and vaccine or want. bust, and then when the vaccine inevitably fails, which it has, because it has millions of times at mm-hmm. this point, and when it inevitably fails, then it's like, oh well, the only treatment which we want you to use is these ones that will. Cost seven hundred dollars per treatment, so that we can turn our thirty billion dollar profit into a fifty billion dollar profit, or a five hundred billion dollar profit, because it's all about the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget too that the hospitals get paid exorbitant amounts 
for every COVID patient that they get and for every COVID patient in the ICU that they get. So, you know, it's in their best interest to make sure that people get to the ICU and get yep. to the hospitals and get COVID because that's a lot of free money for them. Mm-hmm. That's <clears> why they don't want you money. taking a drug that costs you $10 Nothing. for enough to treat you and cure you of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and mean, the thing is, nobody's being intellectually honest. Nobody. Like the dot, like uh, I remember uh, We're being the Justice Center honest. podcast. <laughs> well, well, nobody, nobody that's in the, in charge right now. Um, the Justice Center was talking about a letter sent out by the Alberta College of uh, Physicians? Physicians and Surgeons. Yeah, and they were also talking about another letter written by uh, the Canadian Medical Association, I think it was, and the the flat out flagrant lies that they were sh- like they were spouting in this thing were so incredibly blatant. It was like, how could this be a professional medical association saying such blatant things? They're saying, like, there is no evidence that ivermectin has positive results. And I was like, that is a flat-out, like, right-in-your-face lie. There are loads of studies of all kinds that have been done all you know, for over a year on ivermectin and longer. And they're just choosing to pretend. They just pretend like they don't exist, stick their fingers in their ears. La, 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 like, la, these la. are not honest people. These aren't no. honest people. Like, this is why you can't trust these health authorities like Fauci and like the you know, Hinshaw, because they're not honest. And they refuse to defend their decisions. So mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like, to me, like, it's, it's like that, that verse in the Bible that says, like, money, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And this is really obvious here mm-hmm. with Pfizer. Totally. Yep. Oh, it's completely and utterly obvious. But Don't speaking you find of... it funny, Stephen? That like people who in the past, like five, five, ten years ago, said like pharmaceutical companies are the devil. Are now oh, like, and now they're like pharmaceutical companies are, are like the salt of the earth. Yeah, they're so good. They're so wonderful. They're we so have to lovely. trust them with our lives. They'll save us all. But yeah, speaking of people who are untrustworthy, let's talk for a little bit about this Facebook whistleblower. So the Facebook whistleblower, revealed on 60 Minutes, says the company prioritized profit over public good, while I don't deny that. But that's kind of what companies tend to do. Yeah. So the identity of the yeah the identity of the Facebook whistleblower who released tens of thousands of pages, leading to a firestorm for the social media company, was revealed on 60 Minutes Sunday night. The 37-year-old Facebook product manager or former Facebook product manager worked on civic integrity issues. So the documents show that Facebook knows its platforms are used to spread hate, violence, and misinformation, and that the company has tried to hide that evidence. The thing I saw at Facebook over and over again where there was conflicts of interest between what was good for the public and what was good for Facebook. And Facebook over and over again chose me to optimize its for its own interests, like making more money. Mm-hmm. Correspondent Scott Pelly quoted one internal Facebook document as saying, we have evidence from a variety of sources that hate speech, divisive political speech, and mis- misinformation on Facebook and the family of ads are affecting societies around the world. And then it goes on, and like this is the only part where like I sort of agree with what she was saying. So she filed a bunch of complaints. She also shared the documents 
with the Wall Street Journal, which published a multi-part investigation showing that Facebook was aware of problems with its apps, including the negative effects of misinformation and the harm caused, especially young girls, by Instagram. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, that part I can agree with for sure. Like, there is a serious issue with mm-hmm. young people on social media. Yeah. Like, negative body image, negative perceptions, bullying, all these things. And they're like, well, we can prioritize profit over good because even though people are pushing a negative negative stereotypes and like Instagram and Facebook addiction and social media addiction, then we it's okay if we can exploit that for a little extra money. Mm-hmm. Which, bad thing, totally, but mm-hmm. it's Facebook. They're not exactly known as a good company. But what she's also pushing for, the thing which is what she's also pushing for is she's pushing for Facebook to become an even greater arbiter of what they consider to be the truth. Because it's like hate speech and misinformation. Oh, yes, like that was being spread on their platform. What do you want them to do? Well, obviously, what she wants them to do is to be the grand censor. That's basically a Marxist dog whistle. Mm -hmm. You know people say, like, the racist dog whistle? She's a Marxist. Marxist Those are Marxist terms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are are terms that, like, the second you hear them, like, equity and misinformation and, like, hate speech, those are all words. Those are all buzzwords used by the left. Or not by by left, by the regressives. Oh, yeah. That are all all basically meant to elicit this, like, you know, like, oh, we, 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 nobody likes hate speech. Like, yeah, we we know what you mean by hate speech. Mm -hmm. It means... Any any opinion you don't like, yep. And that's what she is. She's she's basically an authoritarian with blonde hair. Mm-hmm. That's really what she is. That face, that face. <laughs> and it's funny. She's like, an people, alien. Of, <laughs> she's totally alien. She's like, take out the mask. Um, the thing is, like, she anybody who thinks that this is like mm-hmm. a legitimate like whistleblower thing, I'm like, oh god, come on, give no. me a break. She's she's a media darling right now. From every like, you know, this is CNN business. Like, my goodness, like, you know, you, you think that the CNN's going to feature a story about a legitimate, like, whistleblower? Like, no, they're going to feature her because, oh, she's she's on our side. She shares our views. We want Facebook. We're trying to pressure Facebook to become authoritarian, shut down yeah. any any dissenting voices of any kind. And let's face it, Facebook, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, Facebook is a company, and they're in it, they're in it for the money. They're, yep. they're a business. They're in it for the and, money. And, like, doing, th- doing something... That's going to hurt their business and basically hurt their their ability to make the money or like lose like a ton of their clientele. Is <clears throat> I'm not saying it's a good. I, I I do like companies that make morally good decisions. But what she's asking for, it's not it's not for Facebook to act morally. She's asking for Facebook to do her what she, this is why people to like her act on her bidding and do her egg, censorship. Yeah. People like her, like this. Is why we had that? Uh, remember that 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 protest this summer, Stephen, mm-hmm. when they took away all the restrictions. We went to the pro lockdown protest. They're like, "Please cover me harder, Daddy. Cover yep. me harder. You cover you know? me harder, please." These are people and that. Then, well, like, okay, you finish, and then I'll have my brief story that I tell. I'm just saying that. that these are people. These are people that they they can't convince people. They're they're too. They they suck at making good cases and convincing people. And so they rely on the government using force to force their enemies into compliance. Yep. This is, 
This is what no, I, like, other people the are. one thing that I remember from that converse from that or at least the converse the two conversations that we had. I yeah. still remember the one that you had because I remember that lady, she was really nice. Oh yeah. And was. it was a polite conversation, but my goodness, she was out to lunch. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember she was saying and she openly said she's like we used to have such a good media here in Alberta, but now they're all like crazy right wingers. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what have you smoked today, lady? Mm-hmm. All the media in Alberta is run by crazy right wingers. Mm-hmm. Like, what media source are you talking about? Because it ain't CTV or Global or CBC or City News or, or anybody. Or, yeah, anybody none of them. Much. They're all run by leftists because they all get payouts from the government. And they all push the exact same tropes and the exact same narrative. Mm-hmm. But that's like that's what these people will cover. If they were actually covering a whistle, they would never actually co- cover a whistleblower because who's going to do that? Would, Veritas. Veritas yeah. co- did Facebook whistleblowers. Veritas did YouTube and Google whistleblowers. Where yeah. they admitted and they caught people on camera saying, yeah, we edit people's search results. Yes, we edit it. We edit these we things. Ban. We shadow ban people. We make sure that people see what we want them to see. Yep. These big governments, big tech oligarchs have so much power in society because we have given it to them. Mm-hmm. And because the government is so afraid of... Well, the American government is so afraid of being labeled anti-free speech or anti-big business that they won't do anything. But the reality is that we the real way that they can crack down on these organizations is saying there is a serious problem with antitrust laws Mm -hmm. and what you're doing to just skirt around them because you don't care. Mm -hmm. Like you are Mm -hmm. the majority of all video platforms. You're the majority of all search engines. You are the majority of all social media. You control every, all major entities of that. Mm. You are the annex of power on the internet. Yeah. And, and anybody are, that like rises a, to oppose form. you. Well, anybody that rises to oppose them. Like, of course, the most famous was Parler. Mm-hmm. Parler rose up because people were getting tired of the BS of Facebook and Twitter. And what happens? Within seven months of Parler gaining prominence, Parler gets wiped off the face of the earth and now is only back in a very limited context and has nowhere near the reach or spread that it did. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Like, you know, like a Parler was a... Parler was a tour de force. Yeah, legitimate, like, you know, thing. And it was like really gaining a lot of traction. Yeah. Well, it was. Okay, there was a period was of time where it was gaining like 200, 300,000 followers, two users a day. Mm-hmm. In a period of a week, we went up from 29,000 to 37,000. Oh, no, we went up from 19,000 followers to 37,000 followers mm-hmm. in the period of a week. Yeah, pretty awesome. And then because when Parler shut down, all these new accounts got railroaded and got destroyed, then we lost them all. I'm like, ah, and now it's basically... A silent platform. It's not used for anything anymore. 
Yeah, they neutered it. They, they did. They did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just like the Justice Department wants to neuter parents when it comes to school boards. Figuratively. Figuratively. Oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> Governor DeSantis cries foul after Justice Department orders FBI to target school board threats. Oh, so the Attorney General Merrick Garland is weaponizing the DOJ by using the FBI to pursue concerned parents and silence them through intimidation. Ron DeSantis vowed Tuesday to defend Floridians after the Department of Justice ordered federal law enforcement to address the nation's disturbing spike in threats against educators and school board members amidst the pandemic. The order by Merrick Garland comes after the National School Boards Association urged the federal government to address a reported rise of threats and harassment against educators. In the letter, their organization warned Joe Biden that educators are under immediate threat to need an immediate federal intervention. Educators, the letter says, are facing backlash over school mask mandates and the false inclusion of critical race theory into curriculum. Oh, give me a break. The FBI will lead the response in concert with local law enforcement. The feds will also roll out a series of additional efforts, including a federal task force in the coming days. He's weaponizing the DOJ, using the FBI to pursue concerned parents and silence them. Florida will defend the free speech rights of its citizens and not allow federal agents to squelch dissent. Of course, they become a political background, and we've covered a lot of it, with concerned parents packing meetings to address mask mandates and other politically charged issues. Yeah. It's all you and I. Have seen, you and I have seen all these, like you know, like mm-hmm. student, like, you know, all these meetings. Like, do you feel like any of these meetings, the parents are actually being heard? Like, no. they're actually like legitimately being oh, heard, no. or they're not being, being like, they're not being heard. Off? And the school boards are making legitimate efforts. Like, if you were following the whole like Matt Walsh and Loudoun County s- school board thing, Matt Walsh did an awesome job, and it was hilarious. The efforts that he went to. Mm-hmm. Did you actually yeah, he hear? Rented a, he rented. A, he rented an apartment in no, he, uh, Virginia. Yeah, he rented just, a, just for like a dollar or like a, a like a, a short amount of money, just so he, he could be like count as a resident. Yeah, he rented the basement of this lady's house, and this lady's just like Matt Walsh is living in my basement for the next month, so that he can oh, yeah. be a proud Virginian. And then they started chanting. Okay. Welcome home, Matt. <laughs> it was just <laughs> amazing because yeah. the Loudoun County School Board changed the regulations when he announced that he would come and protest mm-hmm. because the last time that Loudoun County had a school board meeting, when people started speaking up, they silenced the microphone and they kicked people out with police force. Yeah. These people are like like the worst. Like mm-hmm. seriously, the worst people. Like none of them are legitimately, I I can't I can't think of any like really good people in there. Oh no, like, these school boards are like legitimately little dictatorships, and the school school board trustees are like absolute tyrants. It's it's I've never seen because I've seen parents on there like the like I I remember watching this um uh it was it was some lefty that was featuring a you know like two a, a dad and a daughter talking at a school board meeting and it was like. <gasps> She quoted Hitler. I'm like, yes, you idiot, because she's trying to make a point about the way that they're like governing the school. 
That is basically like fascism. It's like, here you are, like, oh, how dare she? How dare she, like, quote Hitler? It's like, well, you know, you know, she's learning this, like, defiant behavior from her dad. I'm like, yes. And guess where all these left-wing children, these progressive, like, you know, like, drones that you are trying to, like, indoctrinate, guess where they're learning all their nonsense garbage from? From you and from their parents. So, like, don't give me this crap about, like, how the dad is, like, irresponsible. The dad is actually standing up for his uh-huh. daughter who is being absolutely, like, railroaded by the school board. Yeah. Like, no, the, the parents are, and, like, I made this case earlier <laughs> because there was this incident where this girl, like, this is a bit of a, a bit of a tangent, but there was this girl, and they claimed that she had died from... Like long COVID, and I'm like, but she didn't what have any. Are we talking about? I think she was 15. All right, well, around 15. Okay. Yeah, and it's like, well, she didn't. She had like a mild cough when she had COVID, and I'm like, okay, that means it's fairly unlikely that she had a serious bout of long COVID. And it's mm-hmm. like, and the mother was, the mother had said that she was unvaccinated, and I'm like, well, depends. I'm like, can people in that state get vaccinated against their parents' will? Yep. Mm -hmm. How did she die? Myocarditis. (laughs) And it's like, oh, really? And it's like, and then somebody else was saying, they're like, well, if she was vaccinated because her parents didn't allow her to be, then that's a good thing. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, the parents of the primary educator, the fact that the school and the fact that the, the state is trying to take away power from the parents... The state is and the school board are trying to be the primary educators and trying to dictate what your children know and what they're taught and what they believe and how they think and how they feel is abhorrent. The parents should have a primary say on what their children are taught and what their children believe. Yep. Because that is your job as a parent. It is your job to raise them up in the way that they should go. I'm not sure the reference for that, but I know it's a scripture verse. No, no, but yeah, like the, the, the problem is like the, the fascist and, and socialist and communist governments, they believe that they own your children. Why? Because they want, they want to train the next generation up. So like the, the, the belief is we own your children. We get to decide what they, they can do, what they can learn and what, uh, all this kind of stuff. This is a prime lesson that Canada, who just had a brand new holiday, the, what was it called? The Reconciliation, Truth and Reconciliation and- Day. Truth and last Reconciliation Thursday. Day, which Mr. Prime Minister decided to go surfing for. It's like, hey, great, I get to have a holiday while people like remember like the horrible atrocities. You know, the, the, the thing I've always said, and I said on that day, I said, Canada is an incredibly hypocritical country. Like when they held that Truth and Reconciliation Day. Why? Because what is the principal lesson we should have learned from the residential school disaster is... Government should not say, uh, we own your children. That's what they said with the native children. They said, I don't care if you're the parents or the grandparents or anybody or the community. We own your kids. We get to decide where they go and what they learn and what they eat. And now we're doing the same thing. We're like, oh, we own your kids. So we can basically give them free shots. We can teach them what we want. Uh, you don't have a say in anything. That's the same mistake that they made back there. So they're like, we have a, a country of ridiculous hypocrites. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say, 
oh yeah, it was bad what happened with residential schools, and you're saying, oh, the government, we're going to give the government full power to take control over kids' lives, and you know, uh, kind of get the parents out of there. Yeah, you're a hypocrite. You've basically done the same thing. And this is what's happening with these school boards in the U.S. They believe that their your that the kids belong to them, that they basically have the right to do and say and teach whatever they want to the kids. And parents, get out of the way. We're we're doing our indoctrination. Yep. So get on governor's attendance <clears throat> for uh, standing up for parents. Get on board, or we'll get you out of the way. Ugh. Which I is a scary, we had a scary thing. Here. Oh, I know. I wish we had a DeSantis. Said many, so many times that I just wish Kenny would grow up here and be like, become a DeSantis. But on, he's DeSantis a federalist. Up. He doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. He got swayed by the billion dollars. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly got mm-hmm. swayed by the billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of swaying, <clears throat> what are the uh, Chinese military uh, sway over? Yep. Sway over. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Chinese military flying record number of planes over Taiwan defense zone. China marked, marked the anniversary of the founding of the People's Republic of China. The communist nation flexed its military muscle over the democratic island nation of Taiwan. The Taiwan government reported a record Chinese military number of Chinese military jets, 38, crossing into the defense zone. 18 J-16s, blah, blah, blah. Two nuclear nuclear capable H-6 bombers and an anti-submarine aircraft were sighted by the Defense Ministry on Friday. In the early hours of Saturday, the Ministry spotted a further 10 fighters and two more nuclear-capable bombers. So the first batch flew close to the Pratas Islands, the second flew close to the Bashi Ch- I don't know where these places are. So, it's in the South China Sea. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure it's in the South China Sea, but I I have a vague idea of all of that, but Taiwan is, of course, fairly small compared to China. So the island nation, of course, has been independent for quite some time and has said that it will defend its freedom and democracy. Well, unfortunately, it defending itself against China will not last long unless there is international interference or international defense, which thankfully some nations have said that they will defend them. Like the Japanese and the Brits. Yeah. The Americans are kind of wishy-washy. Because it's Biden. Uh, yeah. no, you know problem, that Biden is going to be like, eh, whatever. With the Americans. Now, the problem with the Americans is that the debacle that happened in Afghanistan has absolutely... Um, oh, it's it, made it was them- actually a humongous embarrassment. And it's made them into like an international... Um, like, you know, like Joke. Joke, yeah. Especially militarily. So... A lot of people were, were actually saying, like, like warning, saying, like, like if I was China, now would be this a is the good time to strike. Awesome time to strike because the U.S. is already licking its wounds. It's already in like humongous. They're already second guessing everything battles. they're doing, and the military itself is like literally killed. Like it's basically like eating itself alive because they're purging tons of military personnel over the vaccines. Yep. Whereas China has a like fully capable, but also fully growing uh, military, and they are more than capable of recruiting even more people into the army or the navy or the air force if they need to. America does not have that kind of like you know commitment or even like that level of commitment to the country. So 
if it became an actual full out full scale like you know war between us and China, uh, Americans don't like most Americans don't even don't, would not want to fight for the country. No, much less like volunteer. So yep. like, good luck getting conscription going because that ain't that ain't gonna happen. Like the left wing, they're all a bunch of pansies, soy soy boy, like you know simp's, and they don't even they don't, they, they don't even know what to do with the gun if they gave them to them. Uh, the right wing, they don't believe in the country and nope. they don't believe in Joe Biden, and they're like, no, we're not gonna get killed for for you you for a nation clowns. that wants to turn us all in turn us all, including the frogs, gay. <laughs> they turn the frogs gay. Exactly. It's all right. No, not crazy. Not get me from like faithful giver. <laughs> Alex Jones. Alex Jones. On to the next story. <laughs> he doesn't. The thing about Alex Jones, like I was watching the Alex Jones with like Elijah Schaefer thing, with like oh, yeah. slightly offensive, and I'm like, you would come off a lot easier if you didn't sound angry all the bloody time. <laughs> Because it's just like, it's what makes him funny. It is his thing and it is what makes him funny. But I'm like, (laughs) I could take you a lot more seriously if you weren't talking about like fiscal policy where you're just like, I just hate taxes so much. Taxes suck. It's like, yeah, I get it. Taxes suck. But it's like, okay. But like, I will give this like, you know, the guys are like stupid. He isn't. No, he's a smart guy. No. He's a very well-informed guy. He knows his stuff. There's a reason why people tune into his show because you know, like, he's a very well-informed guy. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but he's not a like he's not like a nut job. No, not a complete one. No, like there are there are there are there are certain things that Alex Jones has said that I'm like, no, no. Yeah, but I mean, like he 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 aims he aims big, which is yes, what makes him he does. like you know so. He shoots for the it. stars, and sometimes he lands on the moon. Well, more often than you might think, because like Steven Crowder, he's very tentative about like you know, say, like saying like, okay, I think this is the thing. Eh, okay, maybe I'm not. Like he's very tentative. Same with like Ben Shapiro's also very well, tentative. They, they, well, Ben Shapiro is Ben Shapiro just kind of toes the line because yes. he's like, okay, like what will the establishment like not ever say anything? Even though the establishment like smudges him and like covers him in controversy all the time, yeah. But he still set. He still bows to their lines. He's still like, oh yes, like the the election was perfect. He's still like, oh yes, the vaccine is the most wonderful thing. It's like a gift and a miracle of science. Like Ben Shapiro is kind of the. Yes, we appreciate your views on abortion and tax policy, but everything else, shut up. <laughs> he's got he's gotten a lot more um uh tame ever since he got his show. Oh yeah. Well, ever ever since Daily Wire became a huge deal, mm-hmm. then his his views have been like, okay, like I don't want to anger the YouTube gods. Mm-hmm. So. But <clears throat> we don't care about angering the YouTube gods. <laughs> or the gods of gods of the Alberta government. Oh, yeah. oh, I am happy to have anger. Oh those yes, gods. anger. Happy, happy, happy to anger those gods. But apparently, happy, we're going to talk about the new restrictions in just a second. Despite the fact that there's new restrictions, oh, most Canadians don't 
really care about the COVID-19 pandemic anymore. At least that's not the top priority. So the COVID-19 pandemic has transformed how many of us live since it first grabbed attention nearly two years ago. But it is no longer the top issue of concern amongst Canadians, according to the latest polling. The latest issue tracking data found that 17.1% of respondents ranked the environment as their top national concern, surpassing COVID for the first time since March 2020. Wow. 14.9% of respondents labeled COVID-19 as their top national issue with health care, which I would kind of consider would be the same thing. It is kind of the same thing. <clears throat> at 11.9%, jobs in the economy at 11.1%. How can people only be 11... 11.1% see that jobs and economy are the biggest deal. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know who they're polling. Are they polling, like, people in Newfoundland? People in Quebec? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, jobs and the economy, it's like, oh, look, the economy is about to crash. Mm -hmm. And the national That's deficit, like national higher than it's ever been before. They clearly were not polling any conservatives. No, not at all. I find it funny, like today on uh, Timcast, uh, he had a guest on his show, and uh, he got super mad that they they did a they 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 uh, talked about a poll of mm -hmm. Americans like it's like 54 percent of like Americans, you know, like you know uh, want want America to break up and to secede and all that. He got super mad. He's like, how can they see like two thousand people like being polled, and that that's representative of like three hundred and fifty million, and like you know, and he's getting really upset, and Tim Pool's like, whoa. I I don't think you understand how polling works. Like, yeah, I know how polling works. You can't make a, a grand claim like from 2,000 people. It's like, actually, that's a decent... That's like, exactly how like, polling works. <laughs> I know, but he, he... I don't think the guy really understood uh, polling, but he was like super mad saying like, you know, that, that's not saying too much and all that. I'm like, eh, okay, okay. Um, as far as this, like, I don't know, like, Stephen, like, do you, I see this everywhere I go. Like, people don't give a crap anymore. Oh, no. Like, I walk into stores, like, nobody gives a crap People used to make a anymore. big deal. And you used to get a lot more stares and a lot more, like, yep. if you were in a store without a mask. And now yep. it's just kind of like, have a great day. Like, <laughs> have a good one. Yeah. Like, I don't, get, I don't get asked anymore to wear one when I go in. Like, I remember when I used to be like, Oh, please remember to wear your mask. No, I'm like, I don't have to wear one. And they'll be like, oh, okay. And now it's just like, there's <laughs> nobody at the front door because nobody cares. Well, with the They're exception of the anymore. union, the unions want there to be vax mandates. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, they have, they have a bigger battle. Yeah. <clears throat> they do have a bigger battle incoming, and it's kind of a scary one. Hmm? But it's amazing, though, like the polling, though, because the polling really, like, like, like we said, uh, listening to different different uh, groups and different uh, podcasts, they a lot of people are predicting that yeah, there's going to be a major crash coming within the next month or two or or so that nobody knows it's coming, and it. Yeah, no, and <clears throat> all of this. Like, the priority shifting, people caring less, and even though people are caring less about the pandemic, and people are seeing through the government's lies, and seeing through a lot of the crap that the government is pulling, the Albertan governments and a lot of these other governments in Canada still want to do whatever it takes to gain 
and maintain their control. So this is from just today. Alberta announces third COVID shot requirements, even though it's not really a requirement. No gatherings for the unvaccinated. Yeah, they, they reduced it from 200 to, to <clears throat> 20. Yes, that's what they did. So they announced Tuesday, which is today, that starting tomorrow, all Albertans 75 and up plus all Indigenous Albertans will be eligible for a third COVID shot six months after the second dose. Kenny okay, says he's why, a- why Indigenous Albertans? Is that like a shout out to the truth and reconciliation thing? Yep. Because you would think like, you know, like, you know, oh, like Indigenous, but no black people, no black people yep. get the, the shots. No, it's it's all about that. it's all about the the virtue signaling. It's just like oh, yeah. oh, like the indigenous got the bad end of the stick of the reg- residential schools, so we have to make mm-hmm. sure that they're given preferential treatment when it comes to the COVID shots. Yeah, Kenny says he's awaiting further guidance up. on broadening booster shots to other segments of the population. Yep. Why are you doing it in the first place? Like, mm-hmm. there's been basically zero data on booster shots. It's all and a guess. The FDA has improved it. Yeah, the we FDA look, we, has. You and I listened to those uh, FDA meetings. Uh-huh. Absolutely crazy. Some of the crazy stuff that was talked about there. Yep. Acknowledging Thanksgiving gatherings spiked COVID cases last year. He added, quote, we simply cannot afford a repeat scenario. The okay. province will not permit social g- gatherings. For unvaccinated residents, but said unvaccinated households could gather with other household members. Kenny also announced the outdoor gathering limit dropped from 200 people to 20. Well, there goes church. Mm -hmm. Education Minister Adriana Lagrange said starting Wednesday, Alberta Health Services will report the name of each school with at least two COVID cases, bringing back a policy Alberta used last year. Oh, you know what that means, Stephen? That... Now, now every single school in Alberta is going to be like a COVID outbreak because yep. when the kid goes home and they have the sniffles, they're a COVID case. Yep. So every single school is not going to be an outbreak. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but none of these measures have ever worked. They've no, never no. worked. We've shown over and over that they don't work. But yet they continue to do that. I, they continue to push them. But you know what's fun? Oh yeah, yeah, go. You know, you, you know what's really interesting though. Like you and I, you and I have encountered this all the time. We constantly talk to people, and this this happened over the last year. We constantly talk to people that that they believe that what the government has done has worked. Mm-hmm. And then when we push back and say, like, you know, like, are you kidding me? What like all the evidence shows otherwise? And they're like, no, no, I'm sure they worked. Lockdowns really help oh, yeah. like, to bring the numbers down. I'm like, on what basis are you justifying this? Like, oh no, no, I, I, I know they worked. Like, it's like they just have a blind belief. Oh yeah, that everything that the government does is mm-hmm. is uh, well, is and it's, and it's like nothing. Yeah, it's the the narrative is so ingrained, and it's just like, oh, I can't be wrong on COVID, because if mm-hmm. I'm wrong on COVID, then, well, it's it's kind of the tipping point. Because it's like, oh, if I've been wrong on COVID, then I have to acknowledge that the government hasn't been doing this for our good. The government has been mm-hmm. doing this to control and to enslave the populace to their will. And that is that is a big thing to admit, and that's a big thing to concede to. Mm-hmm. But the data is just becoming overwhelming at this point. I was having a conversation, and that became like outright slander on his part. <clears throat> with one of my our friend Chad's friends. And I was like, okay, can we admit like 
all right, does the, vac- does the vaccine prevent transmission? He's like, of course it does. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, viral load is the same for, for the Delta variants. And he's like, well, that doesn't mean it's not, it's more, tra- it's equally as transmissible. And I'm like, viral load yes, determines transmissibility. Viral load that's determines whether you're symptomatic too. And that, that's, that's not even taken into account that you're comparing the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated by who don't have immunity. Yeah. Because if you do have immunity, then you're virtually not uh, like it's virtually mm-hmm. not rare or I, I, I don't want to say like impossible, but like the chances that you're going to pass anything on is. Oh, it's so slim. It's so slim. Natural immunity eliminates and neutralizes the virus, which means it can't even like it can't spread because it dies the second it goes into your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like that's just comparing people who are unvaccinated but have no, no natural immunity. Yeah, exactly. So and then he's like. Yeah. Well, um, it just means we need to make sure and be vigilant about wearing masks and socially distance. And I'm like, that doesn't work either. I'm like, Mm -hmm. masks do not work to to reduce viral spread. I'm like, can you show me one, like, clinical trial study that shows that they reduce spread? And he's like, I'm not your fact checker. And I'm like, well, but if you're claiming (laughs) that masks work, then you have to be able to provide proof of that. And I'm like, this... This is a study from the CDC where they literally say that in multivariate analysis of all these randomized clinical trials, that masks mm-hmm. do not work. Yep. And then he's like, well, <clears throat> many, many sources of evidence have shown that masks work. And it's been like very effective at reducing it in the in society and and in the provinces and in the states. And I'm like, name one. No. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> the states that intra- that have mass mandates and the states that don't have mass mandates have basically the same rates of death per 100,000. Uh, well, they're, they're all over the place. Some, yeah, they're all over like, the place. Some places that, yeah, some places that, that went harsh, they have better outcomes, but other places that went harsh had worse had outcomes. really bad outcomes. With some, some places that well, went all with the, masks. All of the top five that have really bad outcomes as far as deaths per 100,000 all did really harsh measures. Yeah. And like for the majority of the places that didn't lock down or that don't don't lock down or the dose endorse lockdowns and don't endorse mask usage, they're everywhere along the top fifty. They're everyone in the fifty yeah. everywhere in the fifty states. There's no yeah. they're not on the top, they're not on the bottom, they're everywhere. Because masks are not an effective way to reduce transmission. Like, there are effective ways to reduce transmission. Mm-hmm. And the number one way of reducing transmission is, guess what? If you feel sick, then don't go out. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's more than that. Like, <laughs> well, it's, it is. It's more than like, that. Like, 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 well, let me, let me explain. Like, like, let me explain one, one thing. I, so I talked to my friend who's a nurse, and we were, we were talking about it. And I, I basically said, like, masks, masks are a tool. Like, we're not anti-mask. Not at all. Like not, not. I don't think you or I or anybody else. That's like, like you know, freedom rallies and all that. It's against masks. Masks are a tool. If you use a tool properly, it's very good at mm-hmm. what it does. If you use a knife to cut vegetables, that's amazing because a knife is designed to cut vegetables, to cut like whatever you need. It's a great tool. If you try to use a knife to cut down a tree, 
That is not an effective tool. You need it takes a an hour. tool I've tried it. in order to cut down the tree. You need, yeah, it's a good, good luck cutting down a tree, a giant tree with a like a little like kitchen knife. Like that's not going to like not going to work. It wasn't anywhere near one. as effectively as you might think. And and more than that, like if you use a knife in the wrong way and like to go around stabbing people, well, yeah, it's the problem with the knife. Like the, the problem's not with the knife, but with the person who's doing it. Mm-hmm. We're not against masks. Masks are effective when they're used in the proper environment for the proper purpose and in a proper way. They're the reason why we support using masks in their surgery because they prevent the, the pr- transmission of fluids mm-hmm. into the doctor's mouth. They also prevent the p- possibility of bacterial infection on an open wound. Well, especially they're if it's an open surgery. On an open surgery, if you have any bacteria in your mouth, then yeah. like typically when your body accepts something like through your skin... Like your mm-hmm. your cells can fight it a lot easier. Barrier, your, there's a stronger barrier. Yeah, there's a like stronger barrier on your skin barrier. because it has to go through that barrier. Whereas yeah. if you spit and have bacteria that goes straight into your patient's organs, then that's a mm-hmm. serious problem. That's going to create an infection that could kill them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that kills people. Well, surgery is infections. Yeah, uh, that's the reason. Like when my dad was in the hospital in the ICU. Very, very weak. They told us we had to put like a full, like, you know, gown and like, you know, like protective mm-hmm. glasses and, and a mask. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I will do that. Yeah. Why? Because I, I understand that's what it's designed to do. It's in a very specific environment and we're all like super sanitized. You're trying to like run masks in an open, uncontrolled environment of the regular world. They can barely even manage to keep the masks, uh, you know, the masks used properly. In a hospital setting, and even in the hospital settings where they've done studies, they can't even they even even there under incredibly like strict uh, guidelines and and a, a sanitary environment. Even then, they can't do it properly. Mm-hmm. And then even then, they don't even show like you know great results with viruses. So the thing is, people are people have like an incredible amount of faith, and this goes back to Fauci. Yep, this is basically like a religion. They believe what they're being told. They believe that the Alberta government is being truthful and honest. And you and I have run into people from, like, you know, our, our old Bible, like, young adults uh, group, mm-hmm. that, like, you, you, no matter how much you try to explain to them that the government is lying to you, AHS is lying AHS about their numbers. They're not being not honest. Not being honest whatsoever. And they, and, and they, can't, they, they can't see a world where that's true. They're like, Oh no no no! I, I I absolutely believe that they 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 probably meant well. This is just a uh, you know a, like you know some kind of like a rounding error, mathematical mistake. I'm like, you have an immense amount of trust. Oh, so like much. almost to the point. It's it's a, it's, a, it's almost to the point where it's almost <clears throat> naivety. Mm-hmm. Where you you have such a robust that these are like almost like priests, like you know it's like a religion. The health officials are the priests. And you cannot see what's right in front of you. Yeah, and that's not, that's not really the thing. So, like, um, thankfully though, I love that a lot of people, I, tons of people. I'm, I'm talking to more and more people, and I'm realizing more and more and more people are becoming, you know, are waking up mm-hmm. to what's going on. And oh it's yeah, really encouraging. Yeah, that was that was hard a year ago. Remember, you and mm-hmm. I found it hard. Like, oh yeah, you ago. and I, we were pushing, and like our families. Like, my parents were like, yeah, these restrictions are stupid, but we're going to go along with every bit of it. And now my parent, like, my mom is like, they'll force me to get the vaccine over my dead body. And my dad's just like, (laughs) I, 
And he's like, I don't have enough evidence to prove, like, because there's so much being covered up. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, the cur- the curves are the same. And he's like, why would the curves be the same if the vaccine is the most effective thing ever? And he's like, this makes so little sense. And because mm-hmm. a couple of people that we know have been affected by the vaccines, and he's like, oh my goodness. And he's like, really? Like, I, I tell him all these things. Like, I was telling him that Alberta AHS retroactively edited the data, and he's like, why isn't this mainstream news? <laughs> he's like, why is AHS completely editing and like being exposed and be like, there's a screenshot, there's a screenshot. This proves that they edited the data so that mm-hmm. it we believe and the public believes that the ICU numbers are way, the ICU capacity is way lower than it is so that it generates a panic. Yeah, It's like, and he's like, why isn't this mainstream news? And I'm like, because the media wants a panic. Because they it's get the attention though, and they get funding. It's like that meme, Stephen. The one about the, it's like, you know, well, if that was true, it would be on the nightly news. It's like, yeah, it's like, this is clearly what, that's the expectation, right? Oh, it is. It's like I, a couple of years, a couple of years ago, I had a, a conversation with a girl uh, named Sarah Dasko. Mm-hmm. And like, I won't, I won't get too into it, but it, it's, it's <laughs> relevant, it relates to this idea. The idea is. She believed that, oh, I don't need to listen. Like, I can only listen. I only listen to the parts of the Bible that, you know, I think are relevant. And I'm like, how in the world can you say that? It's like, oh, the Holy Spirit guides me. The Holy Spirit tells me. And if I was wrong, the Holy Spirit would tell me I was wrong. And I'm like, okay, let me give you a thought experiment here. If, if, if you're wrong, you're saying that the Holy Spirit, which, you know, like, will, will, will be correcting you. And how would you know if that was incorrect? If you're because only you're reading the bi- parts of the Bible, if you're only reading like the, the the Holy Spirit is like the only the only source. If you were wrong, how would you know? And she's like, <laughs> she's like I I just like I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm like, yeah, I wonder why. It's like you kind of like into a core there. And this is what's happening now with people is that they believe that if the vaccines were bad, if lockdowns were ineffective. If masks didn't work, that they would be told by the authorities that they trust. And so they're basically in a impossible game. The very people that they trust are the very people that are conning them. It's like a, it's like a used car salesman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why we call it a cult. Yep. That is cult. why we call it a COVID cult. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the COVID cult has been, of course, very violent in Australia but they're starting to get pretty violent here in Canada. Vancouver. Oh my goodness. So senior citizen violently arrested for protested Vancouver restaurant. 67 year old man was violently arrested for protesting BC's vaccine passport at Vancouver at a Vancouver restaurant. The police and the man, however, described two very different stories, but no, I'm not surprised the witness and you can watch the video, but like the video is the police just sitting on him. And then another like what happened? So he and so he some of his he goes into the restaurant and see his friends. Some of his friends are like, "We are not showing you evidence that we've been vaccinated. No, you have no right to demand okay. this." And then <clears throat> the police come, and he's like, "They don't have any right to demand this." And then, mm-hmm. according to some of the witnesses, the police charges at him and tackles him to the ground. 
And he doesn't, like the police, according to the witnesses, he doesn't ask him to leave. He doesn't ask him to vacate the premises. He just tackles him and arrests him. Mm-hmm. So. And just so people know, <clears throat> this is not the first time. Oh, no, it's Vancouver. not. Another guy in a coffee shop got, like, literally mm-hmm. aggressively taken down. And I would very clearly argue that it was an un- un- unnecessary use of force. He was not being violent. He was not being even aggressive. He was being very cooperative. He just wanted to ask questions. And the cop basically just decided, like, I'm like, I'm sick of this guy. And I'm going to, like, tackle him to the ground. And, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that's happening. And mm-hmm. It's absolutely, like, insane. These cops should be fired. I'm sorry. Oh, Any yeah, they should be fired. takes down a person, like, aggressively when they're not being aggressive, you should be fired. Mm-hmm. That should be a suspense, su- suspendable offense. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if you're the most loyal cop in the entire force and everyone loves you. If you <laughs> grab a person and tackle them or like throw them down when there's no reason to do so, you are a bad cop and you should be fired. This is why I said, like, you know that that cop here in Calgary, the one in the ice rink, yeah, that wanted to t- t- take down that boy. Oh right? yeah, clearly uh, fired. Should I don't fired. care. I, I honestly don't care if he's bigger and he's tougher than you. You do not use a taser. You do not point a taser at him because yeah. you're too much of a pussy to take him down. I'm sorry. Yes, you're, you're a well, small And cop. there was yes, no justification to take him down. All he no. was doing was like standing there. And then when you try, like when you tried to detain him, he just evaded you. And then Not eventually you tried to like knee him in the crotch. And then when he was no. too big and too fast to be kneed in the crotch, then you threatened him with a tasing like cops mm-hmm. in this country. When it comes to COVID laws, there are good ones. Mm-hmm. And then it's very clear that there are ones that have a power trip. And unfortunately at the end of October, when these mm-hmm. vaccine mandates come in for firefighters and because cops and ambulance ones. and a lot of, then we'll be stuck with the bad ones. Same with but nurses, too. Same with nurses. Same with nurses. And there will be, it won't just be like one story in a million of, oh, we refuse your lung transplant. We refuse your health care because you're unvaccinated. It'll be, you'll be hearing a story like this every week. Yeah. Because these are the people, it's like, oh, you didn't get vaccinated. You're selfish and you deserve to die. I can't tell you the number of times that I've heard that. It's like, I hope your children leave you and I hope you die from coronavirus because you were too selfish to help others. It's like, you are such a brainwashed and insane individual. Mm -hmm. But that's what a lot of these people are. They're being completely manipulated. Oh, completely manipulated. Let's face it. People people like go into the hospital that are obese. I'm like, well, if you're obese, you're at a much higher chance of having all sorts of like, you know, like health issues. Uh, if you're a smoker, if you are, um, I don't know, if you eat way too much sugar, like you have diabetes, yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of things that are personal choices that we still, we're like, you know, we don't discriminate against mm-hmm. a person who is a smoker, who is like a drinker, who is, um, you know, like overeater or something like that, and like, you know, piling up our healthcare system. But some, some suddenly, like, and the worst part is w- with the unvaccinated, there's not even a justification for no. being mad. You could actually make a case for a fat, like, you know, per- person who's morbidly mm-hmm. obese. You're like, yeah, yeah. But the, their life choices have yep. like, cost you know, the healthcare are, are system go- a lot of money. 
Right. And a smoker, same thing. Yep. And a drinker, same thing. But like an unvaccinated person, I like there are several doctors that we've looked at make very compelling case that no, the unvaccinated are by far not the cause of whatever's going on in the hospitals. This is almost a self-inflicted injury by the hospitals. Yep. And now they're just blaming and not someone, someone to, they just want to fall. Uh, they want to fall. Guy. They want a fall guy. They want a like scapegoat. I like Fauci, like, you know, had his fall guy and the NIH like, director and Trudeau found his fall guys and our government's now finding fall people. Yeah, but now we're going to finish up this story about Drew Tidbits or True Bits. So on September 24th, which was, of course, about a week and a half ago, Drew and Dan That's Johnston. Yeah, True Bits. <laughs> went to an Earl's location to protest against the vaccination requirements, which he did have a sign. Mm-hmm. For yeah. dining at restaurants, but things didn't go according to plan when Drew stepped inside. They say they were flagged down by staff to deal with a group of men who refused to display their vaccination status. Police allege when staff asked the group to leave the business, the men became verbally aggressive, belligerent, and physically resisted staff. Drew received a failure to comply with food and liquor license related ticket for $250, even though the police alleged that he resisted staff physically, he did not face any criminal charges. The restaurant chain has refused to comment on the issue at alleged violent takedown of a senior citizen who attempted to enter this restaurant without presenting his vaccine passport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely insane what what depths and what lengths these organizations, these institutions are willing to go mm-hmm. to follow these obscene and perverse ordinances. It's but absolutely the thing is like- nuts. Yeah, the thing with these, uh, like, I, I, I've heard so many stories, and these are often like the, the lower mainline. Uh, cops that do not know how to de-escalate. Like, seriously. Like, they, they, they're just, they suck at their job. Like, people talk about, like, the George Floyd and, you know, the cop, the, the cop that put his knee or knee on his back or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I watched that video, and I'm like, I hate to say it, those cops were incredibly accommodating. And they were very good at maintaining uh, peace. They 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 gave they gave him a whole bunch of things to to help kind of like you know alleviate the situation. Like they actually did like a decent job. As much as people hate what actually happened, but they did a decent job. Whereas the cops that I'm seeing in on the lower mainline are little, they they suck at their job. I'm sorry. There's a they guy did. on the lady on the on the the sky train. She was like confronted mm-hmm. by one of the. And he's like, and she's like, I have like a, a medical exemption. And he's like, nuts. That and he basically exist. takes her and he basically, he basically like attacks her. Like he, he does, he attacks her. Oh yeah, he he's does. He's a cop, so he, he can attack her all he wants and he's going to get away with it where she can't. And he accused her of like, you know, being like violent towards him. It's like, well, yeah, you're grabbing a lady against her will. Not totally unnecessarily. Um, there's that coffee shop guy, like, you know, who got taken down by the cops. Totally unnecessary. Remember that there was even like that Canadian tire, um, the guy who I got put in a headlock. Like was, I think that was in Ottawa. He was a little. No, no, that was that was. I was in, in Vancouver. That was in, uh, oh, there must have been, been another Burnaby, story. That was, was must have been another story that was from Ottawa. It must have been a similar one, but yeah, there was in Burnaby, and that guy was literally tackled. He was being choked by a bunch of like store security by the employees, and he's saying I can't, br-, and he's saying I can't breathe. And I mean, like, I don't care if he can or can't, if you think he's faking or not. Like, you do not put, like, your, your, your like, arm around a guy's neck. Just, you know, like, just to, like, you know, get c- 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 control. Like, this is just insane. 
And these people get away with it. Like there was a guy in Ontario in a mall who was like leaving because they were being ridiculous. And he was like, you know, making fun of them as he's on his way out. And the cops decide to like, like literally like gang up on him and take him down. Yep. And it actually cost it, cost him injuries. Like, it's unbelievable that like this is why I am so mad at the police. Oh yeah, all over the country and like and, like and the South thing. We're conservatives. We normally support the police, but when the police are acting like this, I'm like, sorry, you you're acting like dicks, and you're not even apologizing for your own. You know, you're 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 you're, you're defending these like completely abusive cops you're not doing any anything to hold them accountable yeah i don't i don't support you i can't support an organization that is letting their people run wild and isn't doing anything to restrain them or to uh, to to, like you know to keep any kind of order i'm I'm sorry you know if you expect to support you that's not how we're going to do it yep exactly Mm -hmm. and the cops have been some cops have been super accommodating. Some cops have been yeah, like, been great. you have your own choices and these laws are silly and I'm kind of just going to look the other way. And then other cops have been like, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to exert my power because now I have nearly unlimited use of it. Yeah. And there are no checks and balances to it and there will be no repercussions if I misuse it. Yeah, because as long as I'm misusing it on the secondary class, on the lower people, mm-hmm. on the unvaccinated, on the unmasked, on those who resist and protest for freedoms, if they did anything even close to that to the BLM marchers, then they would be hung and drawn and quartered. Yeah, tarred and feathered. Tarred and feathered, the whole shebang. They would be fired before the end of the hour. But these people, you know really funny, these though. cops can do whatever they want as long as it's to the people who resist against masks and lockdowns. Yeah, you know, it's really funny, though. It's like the, you know, other, you know, the other places where cops were basically able to get away with bloody murder, you know, and uh, in their enforcement, segregation, Jim Crow. Yep. Cops could do whatever they kept, whatever the heck they wanted to black people in, in those areas. Oh, yeah. No repercussions, nothing. It's like mm-hmm. they could do whatever they wanted. And the police would never hold accountable a racist cop who was like totally making it up and arresting person for no reason. Oh yeah, they well, live, and it's uh, it's not just that. It's like the secret police in Russia. They could arrest somebody in broad daylight, and the problem was that the society was so used to it that it became a daily occurrence, and you just looked the other way, and you didn't like. There was no asking of why they were being arrested. There was no like, oh my gosh, like this is a big deal. It was a daily occurrence because the police exercising their power and the government's power was so absolute and so complete mm-hmm. that the people lived in complete and absolute fear. And the police were the enforcement arm and the police had no oversight whatsoever. They could kill someone in the process of an arrest and... Mm-hmm. They'd be there would be no investigation whatsoever because those people would be seen as an enemy of the state. Yeah, and the thing is, like you know, you also have to remember this is not leading us to a good place because if you think about like the the what do you call it the no go zones in Sweden and different like you know areas, like there's a reason why cops don't go in there because they know if they try to take any one of the people there down, the people are gonna like they're gonna mass and attack the cops. I don't like, you know, they're not going to care how justified the arrest was. 
they're going to like attack the cops in like, you know, in swarms. So the cops are like, we're scared of going in there. Yep. And I'm sorry, but like, uh, you, you see these stories, like these videos of people who are bystanders watching cops beat up people and they can't intervene. They can't. Because if you intervene and a cop who's being literally abusive, then you're going to be arrested and you're going to be charged with, uh, like, I don't know what the charge is, but like, there's an official charge. Well, for, like, if you touch like, you know, them, then that's assaulting cop. a cop. Yeah. And it's like, that's ridiculous. Yep. Well, like, if it, if this was, like, some bully, some idiot on the street beating up some innocent, like, bystander, or, like, you know, like an old person, you would be like, you, you intervene, you're a hero. But if this same bully is a cop and he has a cop outfit, now you're, like, you know, some kind of villain for standing up for, like, a like legitimately, no. like, innocent person being a, a, a absolutely mm -hmm. attacked. Eventually, eventually, that's going to get out of hand, and people are going to be... I don't give a crap if you're a cop. And that's what happened in Australia. Like several oh, yeah. places in Australia, it's happening. People well, are just like, we're done. Australia is a perfect example. And I don't know, I'm going to paraphrase this quote, but it's essentially like those who remove the ability to peacefully protest, open and pave the way for violent, for violent riots and for violent revolution. Because that's what's happening in Australia. Like, the police have taken away the ability to peacefully protest. They've taken the away, taken away the ability to resist the government in a peaceful and democratic way. And so what do they do? The Australian people react by beating the tar out of the cops. Yeah, I think, I don't know if you saw that. They, they, they started throwing, like, they, I don't know what it was, like, it was, like, containers, but they... They they burst when they hit the cops and they're they're in paint. Yeah, well I know why I, they do that though. I know I know because like they're they're trying to avoid like you know escalation, but at the same time it's the show like we we can't stand you and well, why, why do they do that? No, they throw paint because yeah. uh, the police are wearing their riot shields, yeah. and paint is really difficult. Like the style of paint that they use is really annoying to wipe off and makes their vision really cloudy. And it makes mm. it so the cops can't deploy tear gas. Because the riot okay, shields okay. that would usually protect them mm -hmm. from the tear gas, if the paint is on the riot shields, they can't. Mm -hmm. They have to wear their riot shields up. And then, of course, they, they're succumbing to the tear gas. And so mm. it's not only okay, just not only is it like nonviolent because it's really just throwing mm -hmm. some balloons full of paint. So it's not an aggressive act, but it's also yeah. like entirely self-preservation. Yeah. So kudos to that. those that's, who, that's, yeah, it's actually oh. a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. But we have been going on for quite some time, and I know that we <laughs> could go on for ages about the Australians and the Americans and the Albertans and all of this, but we have to put a stop at it somewhere because we're already at an hour and a half, and we still have to talk about what we're going to do on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're going to end today's episode. Now, on Thursday, we are going to do a special about the Calgary municipal election. So the municipal election is coming up in 13 days from now. It is on October the 18th. And of course, it will decide the mayoral race, the city councilorship, and the school board. And there's three. And, there are, and, and, yeah, and of the, course, there are the election. three side side <laughs> votes. I don't know if you know these. The referendum on equalization. Number one, yeah. I don't know the other ones. 
The other two are the second one is the fluoride. They want to. Oh, yeah. They're going to ask if you want to fluoride, put fluoride in the water again. And the third one is going to be about daylight savings. So if you hate daylight savings, and you want us to end that stupid thing. This would be where you vote for it. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about those things. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be on be Thursday. Good. That'll be at the regular time, uh, probably starting at seven thirty. Probably like, why don't we start it earlier? Just because like it's good. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Okay, we will have a lot to talk about. Uh, so far, we have one confirmed guest. Yeah, it sounds like Derek Reimer. Yep, sounds like Derek Reimer. We've had we've interviewed him on the show. He is of course running for Ward Nine against Giancarlo Cara, the most evil man in city government. Currently, That's a great currently, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if we can grab one more counselor. Mm-hmm. To have a discussion about that. Maybe I'll talk to like Devin Dufresne, see if he's interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where we go from there. So that will be, be a live stream or a recording. Oh, let's do it. Let's make it live. That'll be fun. That'll be a cool. fun live okay. stream. <clears throat> and then, yeah, that's pretty much all that we have as far as upcoming events. So mm-hmm. if you follow us, I'll post, a, uh, I'll post all the stuff on the uh, website, um, yep. both the events and, um, and our episodes. Yep. If you follow us, you know what to do. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. As always, if you have questions, if you have messages for us, then you can contact us via comments or via private messages on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it. Yeah. As yeah. always. All good things must come to an end. Yep. As always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And here at the Shrewd Dudes Podcast. Actually, I shouldn't say here at. I should, <laughs> I should say at the Shrewd Dudes Podcast. Why be rude when you can be shrewd? Like it. <laughs> yes. Hee <laughs> hee. All right. Oh, yeah. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs> we will see you Thursday. And as always, God bless.